Capcom presents. Hello, listeners. This is Capcom Unity official podcast, episode 23, I think. Derp. And uh, <laughs> you were joined, as usual, by me, Gregoman. I'm Yuri. Brett. And uh, it is a pleasure, as is each day on this earth, to be here. I'm uh, tired. I bet you are, and we'll get into why okay. in just a moment. All right. Um, <laughs> Take a nap, and we'll wake you up when... Uh... But, uh, yeah, so Yuri's just back from a long trip. That'll that'll form the meat of this show, but we should go over the news real quick. Uh, not a whole lot of big news, but uh, some noteworthy things. Our DMC Devil May Cry Definitive Edition... Uh, weekly videos and streams have been going on. Uh, we have two new videos since the last podcast. One is a comparison of the turbo mode, which is new, to mm. the original speed of the game. Uh, you can we, we try to do it uh, sort of frame by frame. You know, we play clips in slow motion that start on the same frame, but obviously the turbo one finishes much quicker. Why is that? Uh, because it's turbo. Uh-huh. It's amazing Faster. how much I've had to explain this to people. And turbo you know? is... I don't see the difference. <laughs> you, don't, you don't see that these aren't... Yeah, they're not they don't in sync. Up. They started at the same time, but didn't end at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Or the graphics don't look that different to me. They're exactly they're the, same. the same. This is literally two clips of the same game. Mm. Yeah. Well, oh, so for the... I don't know, man. If I gotta yeah. read anything, count me out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, I do think that the video stands as a fun asset that's worth your while if you're curious about how that turbo mode affects the game. It is a 20% speed increase across the board. Uh, then we also just had a plain old combo showcase yesterday. Or I guess it'll be two days ago when this podcast drops. Uh, just well, Three some, uh, days ago if you listen on Saturday. Or if, yeah, if or you listen, if you don't days. get around to this for some months, or then five days stop listening and Monday. go pick up the game because it's out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, DMC DE does come out March 10th. <laughs> um, so by the next next episode, it'll be out, right? By the time you listen to this, it may... Oh, my God. <laughs> the next episode. Not this one. The if you... Okay. 20, 24. Episode yes. 24. In, in episode 24. theory, yeah, I think. Probably. In, but if you're in listening Ninja to... Theory. Oh, my... Okay. But, uh, yeah. Okay, also... <laughs> I have a complicated math problem. I think I have to a, go. We have an algorithm. <laughs> proprietary al- algorithm. That, yes. Uh, Revela- Resident Evil Revelations 2 Episode 1 is out at long last. You can pick that up today um, or yesterday, <laughs> etc. Um, but yeah, it's uh, what is it? Five bucks? Six, five ninety nine for 599. Episode 1. Uh, if you bought the complete season, um, which was twenty four ninety nine, which got you Episodes 1, 2, 3, 4, bonus Episode 1, bonus Episode 2, hmm. uh, and Hunk in Raid Mode, uh, those episodes will unlock as each week unfolds. So okay. each each Tuesday in the U.S. slash early Wednesday, I think, in Europe because of the time difference. Right. Uh, yeah, episode one is out, and uh, a lot of people talking about the cliffhanger ending at the end of one. Uh, some the teaser trailer for episode two is up, um, and uh, we'll have uh, some no pun intended shocking revelations at the end of uh, end of episode two for you. So we don't get how that isn't even. An unintentional pun until... Oh, the revelations part. <laughs> well, you said, sh- no pun intended, shocking. Shocking revelations. I was like, who gets electrocuted? We don't, we don't know. We don't get the pun. Well, sp- speaking of electrocution, Greg, uh, ra- the raid <laughs> mode has a... I mean, we've posted some stuff on this on Unity already, but when you 
get each episode, it also adds more content to raid mode each week. Mm-hmm. So you get uh, more uh, – the naming convention couldn't be more confusing. But it's like <laughs> you have gauntlets that have missions inside them, and then there's tiers of difficulty for those. So mm. gauntlet – one, two, and three are part of episode one. So when you get that, you can fire up raid mode. You have gauntlets one, two, and three. Each one has six missions in it, which are basically just raid mode missions. Like, finish this level, hmm. get medallions for doing it. Hmm. You get uh, gold to decode your loot loot drops, upgrade your weapons, and all that kind of stuff. It's it, it's functionally very similar to Rev's one raid mode, but a lot more elaborate, a lot more uh, just ways to upgrade your character there's a skill trees like there's all kinds of stuff and it all comes bundled with episode one yeah like that wow yeah okay. so that but that yeah you get th- uh the first three gauntlets but you can technically access all of the difficulty levels but th- it doesn't just get harder so when the enemies gain these abilities too so one of them might be electrocution where they have this electric- electricity running up and down them and if you touch them you get shocked, or if they hit you, you get shocked, and you take more damage over time for a set amount of time. But then you can find ammo that deals shock damage, and you might, mm. you know, if you find a fire enemy, they are actually visibly on fire and glowing. And if you kill them, and they blow up, and will catch anything around them on fire. So it's just a that's lot. Fun. It's a lot more elaborate than the previous raid mode, and that's just this extra stuff tagged in uh, with episode one five ninety nine. Like that's a yeah, that's a huge it's a, value. It's for a lot of replayability. Uh, for for six bucks, um, there's also the option if you if you just tried five ninety nine episode one, uh, from there in the in game store you can upgrade to the season pass which gets you the rest of the stuff, episode two three four, uh, bonus one bonus two and hunk, and then the disc is out March seventeenth so that's another thing. Oh, but yeah. we'll probably be streaming some raid mode each Friday. Um, it's not online yet, but they're adding the online co op uh, a little later. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's no specific date, but I mean that's coming to all the platforms. So, cool. On the uh, fighting game front, we uh, recently made a pretty big announcement. We had a new trailer go live for Street Fighter V, confirming that <laughs> Lieutenant Charlie Nash, long MIA, hmm. uh, he will be back in Street Fighter V as a playable character. He's had a slight makeover. And, uh, I'm choked up over here. Oh, Sorry. Man. You can't uh, you can't spring Nash on me like that, man. <laughs> <He's>, uh, <coughs> it's, uh, uh, we were all a bit surprised. Uh, it's worth mentioning, Greg, that mm-hmm. Charlie Nash was the one who put the sonic boom on the on the map. <coughs> well, it's true, chronologically speaking, I guess so. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, it's even in the uh, blog post. You know, he sort of uh, uh, pioneered the sonic boom, as it were. I thought that was Chuck Yeager. It was. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yes, so we're we're pleased to have him back. He's looking a little worse for the wear, uh, you know, <laughs> facially, but uh, that's to be expected, considering how long he's been missing and how high that bridge was. <laughs> <laughs> was it a bridge? Apparently, was he it? only fell on his face. <laughs> <laughs> um. uh, and on a related note, the Capcom Pro Tour 2015 circuit uh, details have been announced on our blog. Check those out. You can see. Uh, where all those tournaments are going to be? What's uh, what's at stake? Total prize pool this year is a whopping uh, half a million dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. So this is a year to pay attention. High stakes. <laughs> it's a chance to get good at Street Fighter and win a bunch of money. Yes. <coughs> and then I thought this was worth a shout out. The Monster Hunter Four Ultimate localization blogs have wrapped up. We had one oh, yeah. final one that I thought was super interesting because he talked about. 
localizing the crazy names of weapons that used to be they used to have weird English in them. Yeah, they, yeah, the, the like Gore Mugolo weapons. The, so. Yeah, the Gore weapons all had the English. It was like katakana word. English word of, and then another katakana word, like aim of trick. Yes, aim of trick. All these uh, weird, incomprehensible English names. Something of force. And, and, yeah. and then with, uh, <laughs> I forget what the... The Shagaru Magala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they had the blank. Yeah, it was like T-H-E. Like, mm-hmm. No other weapon right. in the game had actual like uh, Roman alphabet in it except for those yeah. uh, two. And so that presented the problem. What do you do uh, when you're localizing it? And uh, they got pretty pretty clever, I think. They he said they they took all of the of weapons and changed them to German names, and then all of the the weapons they changed to French. And yeah. he he mentioned that that must have been kind of a nightmare for the European localization. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to know what they did. But yeah, then there was that extra layer because yeah, all the gore <coughs> weapons kind of come off as German. Right, right. And then the Shagalamagala weapons, uh, Shagarumagala weapons, mm-hmm. same French. Yeah. And I'll have lay, 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 lay instead of the, 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 the. Right, yeah. right, right. But right. then there was some extra layer where some of the weapons are like a mix where it's like German oh, and French yeah, mixed yeah. together. So it is incompre- it's kind of an incomprehensible. Yeah, there's some uh, some weird uh, Gormagala situation, hap- situation happening uh, later in G rank, hmm. which then you can craft weapons that are uh, effectively both. Hmm. Um, so I need some G Gore parts right now for my. Uh, oh my gosh, you guys didn't stop playing. I was sure didn't. Okay. But however, I do got I, I, I do got to tap the brakes because uh, everyone here is on that race to get to G two and G three, and I'm like, guys, you don't know what you're walking most into. Of us, mo- yeah. Most of us, most of we we Greg. First of all, we did wade through high rank. We spent a good month and a half in high rank. That's fair, which yeah. is fine. But I agree at this point, G rank is like. Uh, like most of us still have high rank armor, and it's yeah, like you can you can get through the low aspect. end of G just fine, typical person. But like when you get to G two, it's like guys, I need to just farm some G rank Najaralas just to get a basic G rank set together. Mm. Yeah, because it's ridiculous. Like the Shag- I had the I made the Shagaru Magala high rank set, which is really cool. It has the wings and the halo. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's really cute. But it's <laughs> now outclassed in every way, and I is it outcuted? No, <laughs> certainly not. Um, but yeah, I need G Gore parts for the Gore Horn, which became a Shagaru Horn, mm. which is the ornate uh, pipe or like church organ yeah, pipes yeah. that come <laughs> off of it. It's that's super great. Uh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> so, unless there's any other news that I'm forgetting, which have there you, isn't. Have you taken a screenshot of that horn yet? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I took a picture of it a while back. Okay. Can we show? Can we bring that up on the podcast? No, I mean because now we can. <laughs> yeah, it's right. With, I mean, with the, guys, with look the, at your phones right now. You'll see it. Uh, <laughs> oh no, it's just the regular album art, <laughs> which might just be the default iTunes album. Art. I actually have. Yeah, I don't know what we got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna say you can if you have the new 3ds, uh, you can actually go on the uh, w- when you're single player mode. Uh, of course, you can access the home uh, home menu. Go right. to the Miiverse, Share that screenshot. I did and do then, that actually. And then what I do, what I do is I I take that screenshot, share it on Meverse, uh, which is the default way to do it. Go to the Meverse web page, which is just Meverse.net, and log in, download my own picture, and then post it on Twitter. 
and Instagram and everything else. So Man, it's, it's a nice it's a lot uh, of stuff. It's not very hard. <laughs> I, it just makes me like I remember. I mean, it's, it's you know we're not first party, so Nintendo has has a leg up on this stuff. But like with Animal Crossing, you could right like, right tweet it right out of the, the thing. Yeah. It was really cute. Mm. Oh. Anyway, okay. I think that uh, yeah, Resident Evil. Uh, I mean, episode two for Revs is out on next week, and then episode three the following week, and mm-hmm. episode four the Tuesday after that. So. You just got back from Japan, what, like today? A yeah. A couple hours ago? Uh, yes. Four, f- no, wait, what What time is it now? It is four hours like ago. Three, three and a half. Four hours ago, yeah. So that's when the plane landed. And then got you got to think customs. Oh, and, right. Yes. Jeez. Do you want me to go into detail about that? Like, is that what the podcast is about? Well, I want to know, Going first of customs. all, why Why did you even go to Japan? Why would you ever? Why? <laughs> Well, so to answer your question, uh, the second question is like, why? Well, any any Capcom fan at you know first chance you get, <laughs> just just go to Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, if if you're saving money, if it just happen, you know, upon a blank check, just don't buy a huge expensive toy. Just go to Japan. Like you're gonna love it. Like there's there's a lot of stuff, especially uh, in my case, uh, being longtime Monster Hunter fan. It was it was amazing. Like you walk into a Seven Eleven and there's like a Monster Hunter, yeah, like coffee drink. The caveat, of <laughs> course, is you have to be extremely open to new experiences. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course, yeah. yeah. So whatever the cross section between hardcore gamers and that is, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did love that though. Like, just I think that's what we're getting at is like our uh, talking about Japan in general. But mm-hmm. yeah, I did love like even when we went out to the Ghibli Museum and like it, it's this you know equivalent of like a not quite a sleepy town because you're still not far from Tokyo, mm. but it's like it's a smaller more suburban feel of japan but even there corner stores everywhere mm-hmm. right and wa- even walking in there nice little oh wow it's a feline on a drink <laughs> yeah <laughs> that concept is still like and the equivalent of Seven Eleven, and like outside is a big banner with goku on it and you're like <laughs> it's just uh in some ways it's pretty still pretty cool because we never really had anything like that Mm-mm. no and I, I don't think uh any any title um what is it Maybe the, possibly the closest thing we we could get is like a, if you go to the Hot Topic and there's like Street Fighter stuff. But, sure, but that's yeah. not every corner store. That's not Seven Eleven. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's the, there, I mean, you like, get like Halo Mountain Dew, but I guess I guess that's <laughs> equivalent. We're almost getting there now. We're we're seeing Marvel heroes on. I mean, it wouldn't be that weird to see like a a Marvel movie crossover with like Taco Bell soda or something. You sure. know? Oh, yeah. right, right, right. Uh, yeah. So I went to Osaka for. Um, a number of things, uh, one of which was uh, the thing that I can currently talk about is the Monster Hunter Festa event. Oh, yeah. And that is definitely the, you know, you must go there if, if you're a Monster Hunter we've fan. We've been it's hearing just... the expression Monster Hunter Festa for years. What is that? Uh, you know, it's... <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, but I don't remember a thing. No, uh, it was... 
it's an interesting. Uh, it's just this huge hall mm-hmm. filled with Monster Hunter fans and okay. Monster Hunter stuff to do. Hmm. You know, there's areas where you can play the game. There's a, a stage where there's like presentations from the directors and producers, and they all go there and give out these like exclusive first looks at stuff, or they do like they'll do a quest on stage with a with a specific you know uh, twist to it, like their own sort of house rules. Um, or they'll announce a new game, like Monster Hunter 4G and 4 Ultimate were uh, announced at um, a Monster Hunter Festa event uh, back in January 2014. Uh, so, so if you're listening to this two years from now, that was three years ago. <laughs> no. uh, Got it. <laughs> Speaking my language. Uh, so they do that. Uh, there's There was this area where um, there's sort of like the, this... A t- small pool with mm. like these mechanical fish, and you're supposed to fish out just mm. like you would in the game. And then oh yeah, that's like a festival pastime. And yeah, and yeah. if you get if you get one of uh, oh, there's like four people at a time, and then whoever catches the most fish like get gets a, like a, a token mm. that they can exchange for some other prize. Uh, there was like a, a not necessarily a darts thing, uh, but it was like a, a tiny like gun. Um, thing that you, you just shoot at these monster pictures and if you get them um, you also claim claim prizes hmm. uh, so there's, the there's a lot to do hmm. um, so it's almost it seems like they, they've got a lot of stuff that you would find at a street festival in Japan right oh huge huge uh, uh, blown up uh, like balloon they, they're made of balloons but they're statues of uh, of the monsters so they had the the Seregios, they had the Shaladora oh, yeah. they had the Teostra the uh, Seregios, I think, is the one that was at TGS last year, probably. Yes, it was the same one, yeah. yeah. That I filmed. Yeah, and they had the same... (laughs) And it had the same... uh, The the full armor sets. They have, like, statues of a bunch of armor sets. They had the Seregios. They had, like, two different Rathalos ones. They had Laggy. uh, And I think they had Gormangal as well. I can't remember now. Um, And then they also had uh, um, some of the weapons, too. Hmm. They had, like, a Kezu hunting horn. Oh, wow. (laughs) Which was really, really cool. Um, I'm trying to make one now, but I need a luring webbing. <laughs> the red kizzer. I know. So, <laughs> and it won't give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so over that monster. Uh, yeah. So they had that. Oh, speaking of kizzer too, there was this, uh, these two uh, sort of interactive photo ops where uh, one of them is a kizzer head coming in from the ceiling, and mm. then you, you're supposed to put your head in it as if mm-hmm. it's like biting your head. And you know, I took a picture. I'll share it later. Man, I'm still so bummed when we were when. We went there, Greg, two years uh, in 2012, uh-huh. and we went to the Tokyo headquarters. And in that room was like a bunch of like Capcom merch, and there was like oh, the yeah. little Kezu head leech. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, the uh, like little hat that you could wear. Gigi's. Yeah, little gigis or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just thinking like, I don't know what any of this stuff is. And then, <laughs> and then six months later, you know, becoming such a big Monster Hunter fan, like not, but. And then retroactively remembering, like, man, I probably would have <laughs> yeah. bought one of those things if I'd known, if I'd known what <laughs> yeah. it was. I was, like, trying to crack jokes to myself because no one else <laughs> there knew Monster Hunter at all. It's like, oh, I better roll real quick here because I got one of these on me. <laughs> I'm just like, that's nice, Greg. Just awkward <laughs> coughing. It was that tiny Mega Man statue that yeah. I couldn't quite get what the scale was supposed to be because it wasn't, like... That's like American box art Mega Man, just like yeah. this little rusty <laughs> guy. <laughs> well, it's like it's like Rockman one title screen, 
like where he's like <laughs> a little like short and squat and mm-hmm. kind of in that dynamic pose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, specifically the Rockman art, but like it wasn't like this is how tall he would be if he was a little boy. <laughs> it's just like he's one and a half feet tall. <laughs> and it's like this is such a weird. <laughs> and I didn't know if I should pick him up and hug him or <laughs> leave him down there or what. Uh, so you yeah. went to this festa. Did yeah. Have, so did uh, I'm trying to remember, there, there's another key thing that you guys mentioned: mer- merchandise, huge, huge store section, like mm-hmm. huge, just like aisles and aisles full of stuff. And it was mostly Monster Hunter stuff. Like, mm-hmm. there was a tiny little section for general Capcom stuff, and yeah. they had some single Kubasara and some Ace Attorney stuff. Do they stuff. have uh, Admiral Capcom stuff? No. I don't know what that is. Man. Well, they had mm-hmm. general Capcom stuff. So. Ah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Did but, they have Lieutenant But they had Charlie major Nash? Monster Hunter stuff there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Did they have those con- those transforming kanjis? Oh, wow. Yes. Damn. And you bet your I, ass I bought one. Oh, good. I was going to say, I need those. They're... Uh, like, how do you even begin to explain that? <laughs> so each monster has has a title. So the uh, the Tigrex is the Roaring Wyvern. And mm-hmm. uh, in the Japanese version, there are three kanjis. Mm-hmm. What they do in Japan is they form a little f- statue figure of these three kanji. Mm-hmm. That transforms into the shape of a of the, <laughs> of monster, the monster that the kanji <laughs> represents. Now you, now you got to explain the concept of kanji, though. Uh, so that's on you. That's its own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That will not so, be covered here. <laughs> so that was Monster Hunter Festa. Uh, really cool highlight is the uh, our uh, European counterparts were also there. Uh, Jake uh, from the UK and Vincent from France. Mm-hmm. Hoping I'm pronouncing his I name like correctly. Kind of trailed off there with that one. <laughs> trying to, you know, Jake and uh, we'll fix it in post. Don't don't worry. Worry. It's, it's, it spells Vincent. Got it. Uh, oh, okay, but it's and and also Mao, uh, who's not community, but. He was there as well, too, uh, from CE. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, so they're, they were really fun to hang out with. Uh, we actually went to karaoke one of the nights there, so nice. it was pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, the festa was was uh, was pretty cool. Um, one uh, one highlight of the event for me, because mm-hmm. um, I was there, of course, with other Capcom folks, but they, they went, went on to do their thing. Uh, I think it, So this was right after lunch, uh, and all the food there is, is themed after Monster Hunter stuff. Right. Uh, so we ate some stuff, and then I was like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the play area. Mm-hmm. So there's, like, <coughs> the the play area is really a help area. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And there's two separate lines. There's one line for people that want help, huh. and the other line is for people that can are willing to help. Hmm. So I had my Japanese version, uh, G2 character, um, you know, been collecting some dust for a while. And I, I was hesitant to go one way or another, right? So it's like... <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I was talking to some other folks there and they said, you know, you should, if you're G rank at all, you should go to the help, uh, helping area, right? Uh-huh. Uh, somebody else is going to be high rank or G1 and they're going to want help. So right. you yeah. can help them. Uh, okay. So I went there and, uh, the people on the other line, the, the, uh, help wanted line, they, uh, when it was their turn, they would talk to the, uh, host there, tell them what quest they want to do. And that person would announce the quest to the other line to see who would want to go. Of course, it prioritizes in order, but, um, you know, if, if you're willing to do that or if the person right up front is not, then, you know, you get to skip the line and all that. Uh, so I was just listening to, <laughs> to it most of the time. Like some of the quests, I didn't know what the monster was. And I was like, oh, let me, I'll, I'll just <laughs> skip on this one. Uh, but uh, when it got to my turn, like I was the one up front, uh, this little kid on, on the other line, he w- he must have been like nine or ten, 
and he had uh, he had his urgent quest to go to G rank. Oh, nice. And Wait, the, the Carlos. Oh, okay. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, we call him Shovel Face here. <laughs> Shovel Face, yeah. So, Ukanlos. Uh, so, that that was his quest. And uh, so, I said, okay, yeah, no, I, I can do that. And you got three other people. Uh, well, two two other people, right? Um, and uh, and it was kind of fun because, you know, I, I sat next to the kid and he was like, he was looking at my weapon and he <laughs> made a comment about it. And then I showed it to him. And Sugoi. I, yes. Uh, you should put a warning in the beginning of the episode. Uh, Japanese language uh, included in this episode. Uh, that's one yeah, of the seven <laughs> words I know. So, uh, comes up a uh, lot. <laughs> yeah, no, so he, he, you know, we went back and forth a little bit. Like, he showed me his weapons, like Gormagala weapon. And, um, and yeah. So, I, th- I think the thing is, uh, the way I survived that or enjoyed the most that moment was because we do have some uh, Japanese people here in the office that that do play Monster Hunter, mm-hmm. and uh, occasionally I was playing you know the Japanese version. It was just me and them, and they would carry out the whole hunting strategy in <laughs> Japanese. So I was kind of a little prepped. Um, and <laughs> I guess I, I I must have impressed them a little bit when in the beginning of the quest they said like Yoroshi <laughs> konegashimas, and they're like oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they said the same thing. And, uh, nice. So yeah, and we're usually uh, just like, is everybody ready? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> hurry <Come> up! Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, So yeah, the quest ended in like, I don't know, it must have been like six minutes because one of the other dudes was hunter rank nine nine nine, but he he played all he could have played. <laughs> That's crazy. There's got to be a point at which the weapon, the armor, just the weapon just stops getting more powerful though. Like you hit, yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. You hit course. that final tree, and it's like, yeah. Uh, yeah, he was using bowgun as well. What? So he was like, he was huh. he was killing it. Wow. wow. Um, and the other guy was his friend too, was also also killing it. Uh, so we did that quest. You're allowed um, either twenty minutes or two quests. Hmm. Um, so we did one quest, finished it, and then we did the uh, berserk Tetsukabra uh, as the kid's first G rank. Mm. Uh, That's cool. Baby's first G rank quest. Still haven't fought one of those. Uh, literally, baby's first G rank. <laughs> 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 so were you uh, pretty much just like a you know regular attendee for the most part? Did they did they make you do anything in an official capacity? They put you on a pedestal? Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, so I was, I was attendee. They actually gave us uh, press uh, stickers on our arms mm-hmm. so we could take pictures of stuff. Uh, like the, some of the things that we couldn't um, regular people couldn't take pictures of, like the stage presentations and all that. Mm-hmm. Like we were allowed to do that. Um, That's cool. Uh, so yeah. Uh, oh, we also got to skip the line. That was a big. That was a big deal. <laughs> yeah. Because oh, yeah. you know what? Ten thousand people. Wow, that's that, a lot. That was a lot of people, just for Monster Hunter. Speaking of it skipping lines, so you also got to go to the Universal stuff. Yes. Oh uh, yeah. Universal Studios Japan. So that was the other thing. Uh, uh, we're we're actually. Uh, I know the uh, the European guys uh, took some. Um, voiceover that they did over at the at the event itself. They're gonna put together a video. I'm gonna do a similar thing. Uh, so yeah, there's there's gotta be uh, videos and pictures for all that stuff. Uh, for you Monster guys. Hunter the Real. Monster Hunter the Real. Is that where that uh, animatronic Zenogre that we saw comes from? Yes. Man, that's and pretty cool. And it was like, ah, that was so good. This is the real. Yeah. <laughs> so you sit in front of it, and every four minutes, it it, it 
you know, comes to life. Rages out. Yeah, and it's like the the time, the downtime is just there, and there's this huge background of the heavens mount, right. and like the raffle is flying in the background, and just like the rocks like shaking, oh, and yeah. falling, right? And then you know the four minute mark hits, and then like the the lights get go like really dim, mm. huh. and you see his uh, his like collar thing starts lighting up, yeah. and it's like. As soon as stuff ha- like this starts to happen, like goosebumps immediately, right? <laughs> so, um, so yeah, he starts lighting up. He sh- shakes his head a little bit, looks, you know, looks one way or another way, and on the background now, because it's a screen, you know, it starts like uh, changing as if like fulgur bugs are coming into him, mm. and like they keep coming in, like the, the, he just like that whole core area just lights up, like gets really bright, like behind him, and then he starts like howling, and it's just it's just the best. Cool. Like, incredible cool. moment. <sighs> Reminds me, uh, <laughs> it was a couple of years ago, I guess 2013, when we went to the uni- the Universal in Florida. Uh, mm. They had the Resident Evil 2 themed haunted maze uh, oh, okay. thing, the ha- Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, mm. And we did the similar thing where we got to like go around and, yeah, we got to see the, the Capcom related thing, but then they also were like, hey, you want to see all the rides we have here? Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, did the Harry Potter thing. It looks like you guys got to check that out. I yeah, didn't realize did, it was in Japan. I didn't know they had the whole Harry Potter thing in Japan. Yeah, we, we got to do a couple of other things, too. Wasn't there uh, a Resident Evil thing? There was a Resident Evil thing. We did that. Uh, it was called uh, Biohazard The Escape. Cool. Uh, and it, it was um, it was pretty interesting. Um, it w- They give you, like, an iPad hmm. and a little box that is locked with the, with the key uh, code thing like a a, a code um, lock mm-hmm. and then they also give you uh, they also give you a map mm-hmm. uh, of this whole area and and the bit is that you're in the broadcasting station and there's this you know uh, scientist from umbrella and he's there and they're talking about this this new thing this new um, patch that gives you energy and you know you guys can <laughs> see where this is going uh-huh. zombie outbreak right uh, uh-huh. <laughs> but I actually can't say the rest because it's like it spoils the puzzle. Uh-huh. Like you actually have to solve yeah, legit like brain twisting puzzles in Yeah, that's it reminds me of those uh we have them a lot in SF uh those like escape escape in an yeah, hour yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did one that was based on the Space Brothers manga or something. There's like I've never heard of that. It's like on a space station and astronaut brothers, I forget what the manga's called, but it was that same thing where, like, they don't want anyone taking pictures and right, right. explaining it because, like, once you know what to do, it's like, well, that yeah, the whole the point whole thing, is yeah. to come here and, like, in real life try to solve this yeah. mystery. Uh, everybody died in ours, by the way. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I think when we did that, because um, they take – it was a huge group at a time, right? Uh, and they, they divide you into smaller groups. But I think there's, like, 40 people at once or maybe Yeah, that more. was similar. We did yeah, maybe, like, like 50, 50 people, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think only seven Jeez. people made it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. They uh, helicopter took off, and the rest of you exploded. In yeah, we all. <laughs> oh, we man, all just like in Reorg. So that was, that was my uh, work-related experience. So what fun. about the non-work-related experience? What else did you get up to in Japan? You you were there for what four days? 
Six days. Six days. Was this your first trip to Japan? My first trip First to Japan. trip ever. Yeah. So. That's cool. Uh, so, where do we start? In the beginning, where I got off the plane and left my passport in the plane? Oh, God. <laughs> God. Don't do that. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, don't leave it on a train. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, you guys. Oh, man. <laughs> These are the shoes. Of course, so. I left oh, mine my. in my car in San Francisco and got my bag robbed. Oh. <laughs> don't leave it in a car. Don't leave your passport anywhere. Don't listen yeah. to. They say to keep it in the freezer. <laughs> Whereas I left mine on a train in Japan for over two hours, and it was fine. Yeah. Wow. Uh, thank so, you, Yamanote. That is kind of funny. I leave mine in my locked car yeah. for about two hours. Wow. And it is immediately gone. So mine was, uh, you know, they, they ask you to fill out that customs document. And I don't have a passport number memorized. It's just yeah. like I have to pull it out. And it was in my pocket the entire time. And I'm a, a little bit paranoid with passport. Well, I already was before the trip. Right. So I'm always checking my pocket. It's like, oh, it's here. It's here. Because you have here. like two layers of passporting going on, right? Uh, no, just just one passport. Oh. It's just It just had a – I required a Japanese visa. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a US, U.S. citizen. Um, so I needed to get a Japanese visa. Uh, mm-hmm. But so anyway, wait, do you not have to pay? Do you have to pay taxes? I do. I do. I didn't know how that was. Oh, yeah. Not a yeah, I had to pay taxes resident. in Japan when I lived there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. It was hard. For some reason I was <laughs> like, well, yeah, if you're working here making money, yeah, you get taxed. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah. income would be taxed. So yeah, never mind. Um, so, uh, you know, they, they have you take out the passport. I took it out, and they had, like, jacket and scarf and, like, 3DS, book, mm. water, like, a bunch of things with me. Because <laughs> mm. it's, like, a 12-hour trip, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, not to mention, like, headphones that Peter let me borrow. Like, noise-canceling headphones are the best oh, thing. Nice. Like, do not do yeah. not fly without one. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I took out the passport, filled out the form, and I think I left the passport, like, in the little pouch in front. Or I, I put it Ooh. on the table, and then, like, lift the table accidentally. It fell, and I didn't notice. I don't, I don't know what it was, right? But I get out, we go all the way up to that little shuttle, and I go in my pocket. <laughs> I was like, where, where's, where's the passport? Oh where my is my passport? Check the bag, check all the pockets in the jacket, like, check everything. And then I just, like, I just start running back and, like, against the flow of traffic. Right. Oh, uh, up until, like, the flight crew, they see me, and, you know, they, they see the panic look in my face. <laughs> and... <laughs> And I don't know where get the plane landed because I wasn't paying attention. Oh, no. <laughs> so I look at them and they're like, is everything okay? I was like, my passport. It's in my seat somewhere. It's in the plane. And they're like, oh, there, there's, there's an attendant there. Go there. Gate 12. So <laughs> I go there. Gate 12. Uh, there's a Japanese girl there. And no. I explain to What? <laughs> <laughs> Derailed. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Japanese girl there. So I explained to her uh, the the situation, and she goes back into the plane. And she tells me that they're, they're already cleaning the plane. She asked them there. We have already disposed of this refuse. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then she comes back to me. And she's like, oh, we couldn't find it. Uh, go to the customs area and wait there. And then we'll she's find like, it. psych. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it there and bring it to you. And then I just walk back and I go up to uh, Tristan and Yuka, the other coworkers that went with us. They are, they're like, oh, so you got it? I'm like, no. But <laughs> they said that they would bring it to us in customs. Um, oh if this crap. is, if Japan is all that I've been hearing it is, then they will bring it to customs. Yeah. yeah. So I went there, waited there, and then um, eventually she came by, like, you know, with the, with the slow uh, run, sort of. I don't know how to describe it. It was kind of. A trot. Trot, yeah. Mm-hmm. She brings me the passport, hands it to me, uh, and... Baka. Yes. 
<laughs> insults me. No, uh, no, she was like, I'm explaining this whole thing to her in like complete panic face, and she's smiling the entire time. I was like, so part of me is like, do you think does she think this is funny? <laughs> she probably <laughs> or is she just like funny. polite? Uh, so it's better than the guy when I lost my thing on the train. The dude was like catatonic, like trying to talk <laughs> to him, like, and the, it's on the train, and I lost it, and he's just like. No expression, <sighs> slow <Yeah>. blink. <laughs> Can you help me find? Like, <laughs> God, that guy. Uh, so funny enough, uh, today on my way back, I go check in at the counter uh, to check in for the flight, and she was there. Oh, nice. And she remembered me. Uh, I remember her too. So it was uh, pretty interesting. Uh, anyway. And then I saw Japan. <laughs> Uh, so Japan, my, my time off was, uh, fairly interesting, had some interesting food, including, uh, are we allowed to talk about food in this podcast? Yeah, by all means. Uh, raw horse meat. Oh yeah. The basashi. I've had that. Basashi. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty good, isn't it? I know. Yeah. It was was pretty good. Sorry, (laughs) horses. Normally I don't eat mammals, period, but, uh, you know. Uh, no, it was, it was very good, actually. Um, it's, it was part of, like, this whole sushi thing, like sashimi mm-hmm. uh, combination there uh so that was pretty interesting uh like i said went to uh karaoke one of the nights mm-hmm. uh did you then, have did you have okonomiyaki ever no i, I meant osaka to. is supposed to be known for that yeah i it's meant to stuff. i was looking for uh, for uh lunch one place so one of the days i was entirely on my own mm-hmm. and actually one day and half of the other day so uh the full day, I went all the way up to Kyoto, mm. and uh, oh, that, nice. was, that was pretty fun. What did you do in Kyoto? I got to go to uh, Kiyomizudera, which Very is nice. the uh, uh, temple. Which and one? Is that the gold one? Or the no, no, no. Kiyomizu, no. that's the one, that's the only one I went to when we were in Kyoto last yeah. year. Uh, oh, that's like, like the big one. Take the plunge, uh, quote, unquote. The giant, it's just it's a big like hill. Like the yeah, big, yeah. The, it's a big wooden structure, and it's next to a hill with there's like a little waterfall at the bottom. Not uh, a waterfall, but like a little. Uh, well, it's kind of like on on like a mountain side, yeah, yeah. kind of. Yeah. I mean, that whole side of the street is like tem- all temples and hills, and. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was at the top of a hill, sort of. Yeah. There's, there's like there's this like long, a bunch of like sh- narrow stores. strip yeah. that's all touristy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, shops. yeah, yeah, yeah. And shops, at the top yeah. of that is the yeah. Hiomizu. That was yeah. yeah really cool. So I did that, and then I went to Yasaka, uh, which is a shrine. And it was, it was very interesting, too. I had never been to any of those type of places. Mm-hmm. So it was so really weird being, like, did you see, like, downtown at all? Downtown Kyoto? Yeah, just, like, the city part? Uh, Yeah, because I took the train there, so yeah, it got okay. off at the station. There's, like, these huge, like, buildings everywhere, and that's it. Well, like, it was, like, it was, like, so normal city. Yeah, like, it yeah, looked, yeah. It looked nothing like Osaka or... Tokyo. It just looked like boring American city <laughs> that, that then just ends on a street and then gorgeous ancient temples and yeah, shrines yeah. and it's really I don't know just the juxtaposition of like here's <laughs> it's just kind of like the boring modern architecture the machinery with, under the hood that keeps the city yeah. a city and that weird whole downtown <laughs> area has like this weird airport awning over everything <laughs> and it like blasts music. It's really bizarre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
so I did that, and uh, what, what did I eat at Kyoto? Uh, I ate at, at the cafe. They had the local obanzai ryori, which is Whoa. obanzai is, is like it's just a, a way that they they put together small dishes. Okay, um, it's uh, frankly it didn't look like it was something out of this world, but it was it was just huh. like a you know a, their own selection of small dishes. Was it like weird as shellfish? As no. Huh. No, it's because I can't have it. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would have known, or I oh, guess man. you guys would have known and would be a very gloomy podcast. Man, <laughs> we got to tell that story on the podcast sometime. Oh, one day. Ugh, one day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, so I went back. I actually got to <laughs> hang out, uh, have dinner with the uh, localization guys. So I met up with uh, Andrew Alfonso, oh, nice. Marco, and Jeff. Uh, actually met with them another night and two other guys from localization team as well but um, did you ask them to explain doodle I did <laughs> I asked Andrew to explain I love doodle. that touch that's such uh, a great touch uh, listeners if you don't know what the hell we're talking about uh, one of the little liberties they took with <coughs> Monster Hunter 4 Ultimate the, the uh, what is it the quest gel the guild yeah, marm the, the guild marm yeah she calls you doodle yeah in the Japanese she just calls you hunter-san right I think so yeah they they usually always call you Hanta-san. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, why not calls doodle? You doodle. Uh, yeah, why not? And as a matter of fact, like his explanation was, uh, they actually explain it to you in the game. It's actually on like the third or fourth text box that you read from them. Right. Well, so if, if you missed a. it, it's because it was subtle. Uh, mm-hmm. And now, and oh, because she like draws stuff or something, right? Or she draws you. She draws you. So she makes a doodle of you, and she's like, Got "Oh, it. it's you, doodle." Little doodle. origin story of the word doodle. <laughs> I don't think they needed to bother with <laughs> explanation, but it's nice that they have it because she's always doodling stuff. Always, uh, like she's always like making drawings. Of the we should call job. her doodle. We should. Um, there was she will be called Guildmar. There was a there was a girl. Uh, of course, with the monster in a festa, they tried to get people dressed up and and some right. of the characters. There was. One, there was a lady dressed up as her. She was up on the stage doing the whole uh, part of the gameplay presentation there with the producers and all that. And that the entire time, I just like, I just, I just want to be in the backstage and like get an Instagram of her saying like, "Good job, Doodle." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, that that did not pan out. Next time I'm there, I do need to try to find some sort of Guildmar merchandise. Oh. I didn't think to like mm. really look for anything because I'm always so focused. I on didn't the find anything. Yeah, uh, they I'm do have the statues, but they're prizes. Yeah. Oh, those things. Yeah. Yeah. Because I like getting like the plush, like Najarala and Bracky, and right. The monsters are like what I really like, but I never really thought about a character, I guess, until Guildmarm because you interact with her so much, and yeah, she's not like behind a counter or something. Right. Right. Most of the time, she's actually sitting and out, and I don't know. Right. I like Four's caravan thing in general. Like, yeah, yeah. Characters stand out a little more. Yeah. But, uh, um, and then the day after Kyoto mm-hmm. yeah. uh, was today. Uh, I sort of went back in time because of right. the time zone thing. Right. Uh, I left there at 6 p.m. We're recording here at, uh, what, 4 p.m. So <laughs> <laughs> it's bonkers. Uh, I did sleep on the plane, so I should be fine. <laughs> uh, the day, so when I woke you wake up, up at like 2 in the morning. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I got up, got my stuff, checked out the hotel. And then took a train to Shinsaibashi, uh, looking for a place called Neko no Jika, Okay. Which is supposedly the first cat cafe mm. uh, huh. in Japan. And it was raining. And it was raining not a lot, but consistently. 
and I had a similar uh, bread story where my shoes and socks were soaked. Uh. By the time I got to the airport, uh, I actually had to switch out my shoes that I had in my bag. Uh, anyways, so I got to the cat cafe, and it was pretty interesting. Um, it's just, it's kind of like a cat playground with seats. Yeah. So it's not so much a cafe with cats. It's like cats yeah. with the side of cafe. If you want to like, get a drink while these cats step on you, yeah, <laughs> you're free to do so. That sounds kind of like the bunny cafe we went to. But you know, cats, like, they don't, they don't care. They're right, just uh, sleeping. They yeah. Most of them anything. were sleeping. Yeah. There were, I think, like 12... 15 cats over there there was only two of them that were awake yeah uh, and one of them was just like completely like wide-eyed like just walking around and you try to pet him and he's like dodge and like <laughs> and then he comes sniff you but then you try to pet him and he's like run away oh the other one's just sleeping and you go up and pet him and it's totally fine. i think animals have a sense of when they're being like when their affection is being sold because yeah. <laughs> you know? we went to you know we had a similar experience at this bunny cafe where all the bunnies were like so standoffish you know they well i mean the the thing with that like the affection thing is that petting is usually like only from the um, a, a mother or like maybe right. another, another rabbit or something and it's <laughs> not constant yeah, yeah, not constant. That's so, like, a, a pet at home would still relish, like, getting pet from its from their owner. Yeah. But when you're in a cafe, like, constantly, oh, look at, it seems, look at the cute yeah. bunny. It didn't seem like a, a thing that should be, <laughs> you know. But then the irony was that we went, and it wasn't rabbits again, but if uh, Yuri had the same experience at the cat cafe, we went, like, a day later, we found this park where there were all these uh, stray cats walking mm. around. And the cats couldn't wait to dive into your lap, you know. Oh, and as soon as you wow. leave, they dive into the next sucker's yeah. lap, because you know? <laughs> they're they're wild. They probably don't get enough pets. They, I think they know. I think yeah. that the ones in the cafe know they're being sold. Mm. Yeah, they don't like it. That was uh, when we went to the Inari Gates in Kyoto. There were so many just feral cats just hanging out, huh. and uh. they were like really nice because I'm sure they've seen people all day, every day for yeah, however yeah, yeah. many generations of these cats yeah. existed. But they were like. I took a picture of one, but it's, like, just this perfect, like, orange cat, like, sitting with his tail crossed over his paws with a giant, right. like, cat statue behind him of, like, a oh. lion at the top of this hill that overlooks all of Kyoto. And it's, like, wow, this this is what people would see thousands of years ago and go, like, oh, that's a spirit. Like, this, oh. this, this moment I'm having yeah, with yeah, this yeah, animal yeah, yeah. in this moment, like... Yeah, I got to write a poem about this. Like yeah. that's, I feel like that was that kind of moment where I'm like, wow, actually, inspirational. I'm, I'm feeling yeah. it, man. Did you write any poems? I didn't. I took a picture yeah. and said like, "Lol, JK cat or something. Yeah. <laughs> that's the modern poem. Yeah. The <laughs> hashtag really is. <laughs> but no, that's why I love being there is just, you can get a sense of like, you know, it gets stereotyped a lot, but like the, the mysticism or whatever, but like mm-hmm. the, that feeling of, of being in Japan is just like you, you, it's it's worth experiencing firsthand and like being yeah out, being out not, not in the spiritually not, cleansing yeah it just felt it just felt rewarding to yeah. have been there and and see this stuff because no, in the I, U.S. we don't really have anything that old or that sacred like mm, yeah yeah well that hasn't been desecrated <laughs> <laughs> no so so to that point uh, so there was it was a little weird uh, when I got to the uh, Kiyomizudera. Because part of it wasn't under construction. So mm. that kind of huh. took me off. Like, there was, like, things, yeah. like, people were, like, 
uh, lighting up incense and like yeah, doing this thing yeah, with the yeah. bell. And I was like, yeah, they, they they all know what they're doing. I don't I don't feel right. confident enough to just go there and just follow you know follow the footsteps Put of the person the right clean, before. Clap. Yeah, it's like I don't I don't know yeah. like I. I Kind of wish there was somebody here with me too. <laughs> you need like a that. helper lion, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you have to waft the incense on you on the area. Yeah, I didn't you want. The, I the didn't help. Didn't do that, so <laughs> oh. I just lit it up, placed the little stick on the thing. And anyways, so uh, so yes, I couldn't. I couldn't really enjoy uh, the most out of those kind of things. And then like the vista was always slightly, you know. Uh, not necessarily ruined, but mm. it, th- there was always like construction somewhere. Yeah, uh, like on so the hill, there were like dudes hanging from the hill, like, yeah, like yeah. doing plumbing work or something. Huh. Like, yeah, yeah. But uh, when I got to Yasaka, um, I, one of the gates was actually <laughs> under construction too. But I went around to the other gate, and like it was, it was just like, there, you know, this was, it was just perfect. Yeah. And I was walking around, and I got to this part where there's like this this little uh, lake river thing. Uh, and I just sat there, and that was one of those moments. Like, this is just so peaceful. Yeah. And there's these teenagers over here. They're laughing, but it's just like they're white noise at this, this oh, point. Yeah. You know, like yeah. there was the, the reflection of the lake, and yeah. it, was, it was great. It was great. It's really nice. Uh, I guess it's not quite the same feeling, but like Monument Valley or the Old West stuff, the 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 the, the West in the U.S. Like, it's just that natural beauty that. We kind of left alone for the most part, I guess. Mm, yeah. Uh, but a lot of those gardens and temples, they've been definitely sculpted into a thing that is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But whatever. So play Okami, guys. Yeah. It's yeah, <laughs> a nice one. It's the closest thing. <laughs> Good to have you back, but uh, I, for one, am glad that you were able to take this trip. I think it was yeah. a long time coming. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad, too. But uh, let's uh, go ahead and move on to our community question. Last week, we asked you, what is the deal with poogies? <laughs> what do they mean? Do they mean anything? If not, why not? And since when? Just kidding. And who are these people? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the poogies, uh, we had a co- uh, bunch of answers, actually. Benster said... Despite all claims in MH culture of Poogie being the grand decider of fate, secretly pulling all the strings from your very own home, mm. there's never been any evidence to, to support this. <laughs> it's likely that hunters came up with this to give them hope while farming for an incredibly rare material. Poogie is also there for some hunters as a source of comfort and happiness, as it is adorable and always there for you. Mm. I think this actually touches on a very interesting thing, that the hunters, the sort of working class creates their own folklore uh, as a product of uh, hard times. Wow, mm-hmm. yeah. This actually happens in real life. Right. It has for many, many years. But that's a that's kind of a cool thing that's emerged from the game is these people working hard, making ends meet in the game, have developed this folklore uh, to sort of give them hope. You know, and I just want that gem and Come on, Poogie. And I will put this pig in a diaper <laughs> until I get it. Uh, and then Mogzen, I'm 
not saying your name right, but I wish I were. <laughs> Rumor says that petting your poogie is the way to please the god known as Desire Sensor. Uh, <laughs> is it true? As with any religion, it is up to the person if he believes wow. it or not. I never uh, really thought about the uh, the poogie. Is there? Is there? It's been uh, it's so. Been uh, so yeah, like monster in a one. Brett where, wasn't on the last podcast, yeah, yeah. but uh, I mean, like sometimes I'll pet the poogie. It's kind of like the meat thing where you yeah, you, yeah. you release the a button at the right time, the pig's really happy. Yeah, but like so, so you're saying if I pet the poogie and he jumps up in happiness and follows me around, and then I go on a quest, uh-huh. I will get. A rare item. Well, if you believe in that. We're saying that's a definite possibility as according to folklore. Yeah. Mm. Like, the Pookie's been around since Monster Hunter 1. And in fact, in Monster Hunter 1, it was only accessible online. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. So you had to always go back to your your little apartment. Uh, It was like an inn. You'd go to an inn, change your equipment, pet the Pookie, go on a quest. (laughs) And it was was that cycle. Like, people actually – like, that actually happened. People creating this whole – uh, no. Desire sensor thing is like, let me let me go pet the boogie to increase mm-hmm. my chances. Uh, huh. I have to get it right, and and like it was a thing. I did it for months. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna find a adorable watermelon dress to put this boogie yeah. in. <laughs> I respect the the mystery of it. You know, to oh, me yeah, love, that mystique. Yeah. It's it's comparable to the Mega Man secret. You know, the Mega Man Nine secret. No, it's, yeah, it doesn't that? matter. It doesn't matter what the <laughs> the truth of it is. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the it's the mystique that makes it special. Well, <laughs> and I, only the mystique. <laughs> yeah, it is it is the mystique because it, it's true. Like if someone just out and out said like, "Oh yeah, if you pet the poogie, the chances go up by four percent." It's like, oh, well, that's yeah. not. Who cares? Like that's not fun anymore. Absolutely yeah. not. Then it just becomes a mundane chore. And, and, yeah, and which a, is it's why a, it's the a bullet point in a wiki now. It's not a it's yeah. not a topic. Yeah, and which is why the producers and directors always dodge the question. Yeah, uh-huh. always. Uh, for this week, I thought I would ask about uh, something Japan-related, since we were talking about Japan. Yeah. Uh, I want to know what people think of uh, you know the Japanese gaming as it as it differs from the kinds of games you see come out of the West. What do you think defines uh, – or what are the defining characteristics of Japanese games, or are there none? Is that just a stupid notion? <laughs> uh, let us know in the comments. I think there are. I definitely think there are yeah. characteristics you see that tend to come out of Japanese games. That, so, uh, so can the next podcast be our take on that, and then oh yeah, the community question. Fully intend to okay. address that. Uh, so, let us know in the comments, and one star commenter will receive something nice as a prize. Thanks for listening, guys. Farewell. <laughs>